0: The following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Relationships Under Construction, a program designed to help teach youth the blueprint for strong future families. Sponsored by Friends of Relationships Under Construction. To learn more about the topic discussed today, log on to RelationshipsUnderConstruction.com. Now, here's your host, Katherine Wood.
1: Welcome to Relationships Under Construction, or as we call it, RUC. The RUC curricula provide a whole-person approach the successful life sequencing from adolescent to adulthood for kids in public and private schools, and we present medically accurate information on how to achieve optimal health in the area of relationships and family. We hope that you invite your young people ages 13 and up to listen with you. Send us your questions through our website at RUC.org, um, which is Relationships Under Construction, so RUCinc.org. You can also listen to past programs on the website, and you can find past programs on the word under local programming. So today in the studio, I have Patty with me, and Patty is going to share a couple of
2: student comments. Welcome, Patty. Thank you for having me. Um, the first one is a female ninth grader from Hardin County, and she wrote, I liked that, if, that it taught a safe way to build a relationship. I learned that all romantic relationships should start as a friendship. You should always build a foundation first, and relationships are built like a house. (laughs) And a ninth grader, probably in the same class at Hardin County, said I liked that RUC showed kids that there is real and true love. I learned about bonds, dangers for your body, and how to properly love
0: someone—really
2: oh, yeah. educational—and could help the future families. And it could. Nice. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what grade level was that one? Ninth.
1: Ninth Both Both grade. They were ninth graders. Oh, good. All right. Well, um, I wanted to let you know under our, our announcements that our banquet is coming up on March thir- or March eleventh, and it will be at Villa Milano. Uh, And you can register at RUCinc.org. So the banquet, we're very excited. We have Sean Harper coming as our speaker. Plus our RUC instructors will be sharing some of the curriculum so you can see some of the things we actually teach in the public schools. And I think that's very, very important that you, um, you know, we're never afraid to share what we share in the public schools because we're sharing the truth. And so we have nothing to hide, and uh, the the banquet is a great way for you to see what Relationships Under Construction actually does in the classroom. And if you're interested in teaching RUC, we are looking for more instructors. Uh, So uh, you can check us out at the website at rucinc.org in the contact section and let us know you'd be interested. Well, people sometimes ask me, how can we help RUC? So there are a few things you can do. Keep RUC on your prayer list. You know, this is a battle of immense proportions in the public schools. So we would uh, love to be on your prayer list daily. Every day we're in several different schools. Uh, visit our website at RUCinc.org. Tell your friends about RUC and invite them to the banquet. Uh, like us on Facebook uh, and then um Like I said, take the training to become an RUC instructor. And you can also donate at our website at RUCinc.org. And that helps us serve more students, develop more curriculum, and provide supplies for students. So we're very um, excited to have you partner with us in any way. Um, Our topic for today's program is still about hope and thriving. Uh, so we uh, we want you to know we don't ever have all the answers, but we're sharing information that we've found to be helpful. And remember, even if you've not done everything the right way, there's always hope, and there are new mercies every morning. So we all need lots of help. We all need lots of hope, and we all want to thrive. So uh, we're very excited to um, talk to you about that today. And I'm just going to start for a minute and talk to you about um the information that we're sharing with you on thriving and flourishing, uh, we can define flourishing as overall life satisfaction or happiness. And there is a whole study on this done by Harvard U- University. And there are longstanding traditions that suggest that flourishing consists of something more than one's mental state and how one feels about various aspects of life. So that's why Patty and I are talking about both hope and and thriving. But I want you to think of the TV show, The Bachelor. What happens to the girls that are rejected? And there was one girl on the program that was videoed crying profusely after her rejection. And she thought that being part of the harem and sharing the one bachelor would be fulfilling. And yet she found she was one of many. So the question for our students is, do you want to be one of the many or do you want to be the one and only for someone? And how, how many girls, you know, that we're talking to think they want to be the one of many and how many would rather be the one and only. And the same thing for guys, how many guys would have to want to deal with the problems of many, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and how many guys would rather have a girl who saved herself just for him and vice versa. So we all want to be someone special and we want someone special. Uh, and Aristotle said that, um, happiness is attained by action in accord with virtue. And that means do the right thing, (laughs) you know? right. (laughs) So virtue is a central component of flourishing and thriving. So we're very excited to be able to share some of this information with you. And, um, Patty, what, what do you have on hope that you could share with us? Well,
2: um, speaking of Aristotle, um, in the book that I've been reading and drawing some of this information, it's called Hope Rising, and it's how the science of hope can change your life. And it's by Casey Gwynn and Chan Hellman. And one of the parts of this book, um, and this is... The chapter is telling the truth about your life, and uh, there is a life satisfaction questionnaire that is part of um, this chapter. And we've all taken those tests where you ask, where you answer, very dissatisfied to very satisfied. Um, but some of the questions are interesting uh, in measuring, you know, our life satisfaction. Uh, like I am. And then you have to fill in uh, the satisfied or dissatisfied with my intimate relationship and of course this would be more for um, a married couple. Um, another question is in my relationships with my family, which includes parents, siblings, children, I feel uh somewhat satisfied somewhat <laughs> and and there's uh, a method of answering that question each one of them I am. Uh, satisfied with my friendships in life. Mm -hmm. I am satisfied with the work I do. Um, So, you know, tests like these and arrangements like these to evaluate how we're feeling about where we are right now, I think, are very helpful. And it will give you a response to where you are and the, the areas that you need to focus on.
1: That is great. And you know... There was a study done at Yale University, and they found out that eighty percent of the students there did not have much hope. They were not hopeful about the current state of things, and so I think that is happening all across our country. But you know, um at all times in our um, history, there have always been reasons to have hope. you know there's always been reasons people thrive, and even when there's problems. People thrive on solving those problems. Right. The more that we help other people, the happier we are.
2: Right. You know, and so. But being surrounded by the right type yes, of people definitely is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I was thinking of when I was reading and studying for this was, uh, in 1963, when they took prayer out of school, mm-hmm. um, there was there was a process that began with that ruling that took hope out of our schools yes it was spiritual um but if you're uh, if you're a believer in god um you know and you're not even allowed to acknowledge it um some of your hope dissipates right. um, over the years i've noticed that there are more and more books being written studies being done How can we get, without putting God back in the Mm -hmm. school, how can we get kids to think about hope? Mm -hmm. So I think what's going on in our culture is even though it's secular in nature, it's attempting because they have seen the results of losing hope in the schools. And
1: I think the same thing with this um, talking about thriving or flourishing, a whole study department on flourishing at Harvard University. So there's a, it it says there's a need
2: absolutely
1: for what the religious community offers us. And we you and I don't think there's anything more more important than Jesus, you know. Right. Uh, but we can't say that in the public schools. Right. So we have to be very careful what we say, but the kids that know identify with us immediately. Right. They know, you know that we're telling the truth and they Uh, they will tell their friends that we're telling the truth, you know? (laughs) And so I think that is really, really important in how we look at things. And, you know, I love this study from Harvard because it talks about the pathways that you can take and, and those are pathways that lead to happiness and finding purpose in life. And the four pathways include family, work, education, and religious community. We cannot live without our religious community.
2: Absolutely.
1: It takes away our hope, and so that's what's so important about you know studying this and really getting that information back to our children.
2: And the wonderful thing about RUC is that you use mm-hmm. those religious and biblical principles and integrate them into the curriculum.
1: Yes, and we don't tell anybody. Right.
2: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much, Patty. Uh, this is Catherine Wood. I'd like to thank you for listening today. Remember to contact us through the website at thewordcolumbus.com under local programming or rucinc.org um, in the contact section. Uh, like us on Facebook. We hope you use these programs to discuss these very important topics with your children and grandchildren. Keep the lines of communication open and remember to leave a legacy to make your family proud.
0: on this program are those of the host guests and callers and not necessarily those of this station salem media group staff management or advertisers three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells